Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be so. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Ah, thank you very much, Silence the Voice. Uh, the, the lame duck of Silence the Voice as they head into their last couple weeks. It's December, you know. One month and two days, we'll have a brand new wake-up song from our friends at Weapon of Pride. And uh, Silence the Voice will be finished for their second year. They've done it twice now, so thank you for uh, all the great stuff you've done, and hopefully uh, you've garnered some sort of attention off of this. A whole year of us mentioning your band. If you're even still together, who knows? <laughs> I know that record kid, the kid drummer. Yeah. He's got like a TV show, and uh, he's touring. He's going, uh, like people are telling me about Wrecker's incredible life. Like this kid is amazing. He's all over the place. He's got some band that tours around. He's done uh, TV. He's got uh, I forget, somebody hired him to do some other thing. His kid's going nuts. And he, they won. This kid's talking about white privilege. Wrecker won our, uh, he found the Easter keg that one year, and, and it happened to be the $5,000 keg. And this little guy's done tons of damage on this. At thing. least he's one of us. Yeah, you I'm know what? That's good. At least he ain't in brown town sending all that money back to his poor nanner. Oh, did Abolita need a, a tumor removed? So you found a keg, and you swam home, and gave her her money. My hard-working tax dollars paid for that cake. <laughs> people email in and says, all right, all these actual cucks crying about you being soft now, John. These people are honestly, R words, low level of brain activity, mouth breathing, cousin F and white trash F wads. All right, then. <laughs> they think they're better than everyone else. Now, this guy's praising the hell out of us and then leaves us with a little passive-aggressive shot. And says, they think they're better than everyone else because their skin color and they're mad because they don't have a right amount of chromosomes as all of us. You keep doing you, John. These simps will be dead soon enough. Well, thanks for making me laugh most mornings. <laughs> I ain't betting a thousand. <laughs> He's real. Just letting you know, man. 
Almost every morning I get a chuckle out of you. Your sometimes you just swing and miss, my friend. Uh, your interaction at the stoplight with that guy reminded this big, fat, white, drunk effort who sat next to me at a Tool concert and kept telling me to go back to China. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, because I'm a Native American, Hispanic, brown girl. I guess that's how ignorant he is, thinking I'm Chinese. Irony was, while he was screaming, go back to China at me, Tool's performing Swamp Song, and the lyrics are, this bog is thick and easy to get lost in because you're a stupid, belligerent effort. <laughs> so it just fits. I had that happen once. Go back to China. Where the uh, like, uh, life soundtrack was going on while someone was, uh, there was a guy named Clancy Woods who was an old boss of ours, Brady and I used to work at. And Clancy was one of those guys that said hello with double gun fingers. Oh, yeah. Pow, pow. I'm going to shoot you with my imaginary guns. And he had the amazing ability, Brett. Try this. Everyone, if I, if I can explain it well enough, try this while you're driving. Try to do handgun finger guns with one hand and thumbs up with the other and then switch them. Because he could do it. How's it going, Danny? How's it going? It's horrible. I've learned to do it through great practice, but it is horribly hard. I gave up years ago. Yeah, don't even try. But Clancy was one of those guys, and Clancy was kind of a blowhard. Clancy was a guy who'd tell you one thing. What Clancy used to do was take stations over, spend all of their money, uh, bring them up in the ratings. Like my God, you can. This is insane. How much we've done, and then leave them while that's happening, and leave them uh, in the dust when the bills came due. And then the whole thing would collapse. So he would come in, and, and then he'd always leave and go, well, I left it in the hands of, uh, you know, Davidson over there. He ran, the ran into the ground. When I had it, it was, you know, 22 shares and through the moon. But then I left and went right into the turd factory. And it was because he left it impossible to maintain. So he would always have these uh, dream pipes. Remember he had that. Uh, when we worked at the old station, uh, all of a sudden uh, we get messages on our, our mailboxes, our emails and everything. Clancy's having what he'd call, and this is the douchiest thing I've ever heard, an all-campus rocker. Everybody, because everything felt like it had to be. The best. The most important thing in this guy's life was college. And so he's a grown-up still thinking he's a cool frat boy. One year, Brett, our Christmas party was at the Phoenician. Yeah, we wow. had a, yeah the, a radio station spent like hundred grand on a Christmas party. So he, he takes us to, uh, what was that place called? Uh, down there in Scottsdale, the double de- rented the whole place out. High end, uh, damn high to gain a ranch. No, 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 no. It wasn't. A, it was a. It was a club in Scottsdale, right there. Damn it. It was really nice, but it was right there in downtown Scott or in old town Scottsdale. Big Jets and Sticks. No, oh, no, no. Sticks, Cajun but, House. No, it was better than that, and it had the cool blue bar, and we used to had the second level. He gets up on the second level, right. And and uh, Evita Caesars us and stands and goes, everyone listen. We're all sitting there going, what is going on? And he goes, in uh, 60 days, every station we have will be in the same building. And we've just rented the property on 24th Street in Campbell, a high-end real estate of like everything. 24th, yeah. Unreal, 24th like Street the highest Canada. you could ever imagine the money he spent. And he's telling us, and I'm standing next to the engineer, Eric, and he leans to me and he goes, would have been nice to know about this. There's no possible way we can get a radio station. One We're going to have all in. eight yeah. stations. <laughs> we get one moved in in 60 days. He was getting eight of them in there. I, nobody told me. And so he had these delusional, grand dreams. Amazing, grand dreams. I don't know why I'm telling you about Clancy. What was I talking about? No, I'm just angry about Clancy. Corporate media Just the horse. fact of... No, it was something else. Damn it. I don't remember what I was telling you about Clancy. <laughs> I was back end to compliment the guy. and Ah, for, hang on. i got to get that other. <laughs> this is what happens with age to all no, of us. <laughs> I started thinking about a douchebag Clancy was. What the hell was I telling you? 
was a good. No spark matter what, that uh, you know. I'm not relying on your memory. Don't you start trying to spark it. Uh, is this the right email? <laughs> no, not that one. I think those are Chinese people. What's that email? He was a go getter. No, no, nothing about that. I just remember something about Clancy being somebody that said something. and Nothing ever happened. Well, he had you always had big ideas. Well, That's right, Brady. Ambassador for all. <laughs> You're not helping. Stations. You're making it worse. <laughs> yeah, he anyway. had a big idea for me. Oh, he had a huge idea for you. Yeah. What was that? Uh, to be the ambassador of four stations. Yeah, Brady was oh, really? out to the events. Face of it all. Damn it all. I had a good point I was making with Clancy, and I started talking about all this stuff. Basically, he's one of those guys I'll that listen to the tape. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. <laughs> he's one of those guys that came on and said all these grand things. It said everything was going to go this way, and then didn't do with it. Like none of it ever happened. It was just this blowhard mentality. I don't know why I was telling you about Clancy because he started to get me off on that. But yeah, he would go off, and he had the thing for me. I saw him at the Super Bowl. He goes, "I've been thinking guns, guns, gunny, thumb guns, thumb guns." Hey, Johnny, like, this hey, was Clancy. about a year or two started here. And did yeah, he approach yeah, yeah. afterwards? At the Super Bowl. Because he's like, like yeah. trying oh. to figure out ways to get out. It was, I remember now. It was Life Soundtrack. The lady had the thing with the Tool songs playing in the back. So this Clancy guy, who is oh, okay. this dreamer nonsense person, is uh, is my uh, – he's the trip of the station. He's our big boss. Just as kind of a – just uh, – I, I hasten to say liar because I think he believed everything he said. But nothing he ever said happened. Uh, he had a dream for me to be a host of a show – uh, you know, I got this big show I want you to do. I want you to be the host of it. I got like 13 different people on it. It's going to be a, you're going to run my sporting news network. You're going to be the star of it. I'm like, okay. And I talked to my buddy Chuck Bell. He said the exact same thing to me. And this never occurred. None of the things he said. So uh, anyway, he's, uh, I quit at the old station. I, I put in my resignation. I had uh, been speaking with KUPD and uh, they didn't give me a contract that, at all, they said they were going to again. Clancy's like, we got a deal. We got paperwork's coming. I'm like, all right, I'm working on a uh, agreement, and like eleven months have passed, and I'm still having time. It's my own fault for not getting it, but I'm like, I want that. I want that security of like what you guys are because I don't know what's happening. You guys keep saying things are happening, nothing's going on. And again, he said, I bought four other radio stations. We're going to move this in and this, and he never bought the other stations. Big plans. He ended up hiring a bunch of people for stations he didn't own. <laughs> so I'm standing in his office with Life Soundtrack, right? So we're at Cool the oldie station and he stands up gives me the finger guns again goes john you are the linchpin to what we're trying to accomplish here i'm like all right well i still quit because i know for a fact you've been talking with the people at kupd and i'm like clancy i am the one who told you that <laughs> like this was i came to you out of the kindness of my professionalism and said i don't have to tell you this but i am speaking with the people at kupd right now and then he's like, and I have to also tell you that we've hired Dave Pratt, Howard Stern. We've hired, and he's got like 20 people on a list because we bought four radio stations. We're going to fill them with these talents. And I'm like, wow. And I want you, I want you to be in on this. And I'm like, well, I don't want to work here anymore. So I retire, I quit. I'm going to go work at KUPD because everything you say sounds great, but then none of it happens and it sounds crazy. And he starts telling me that I am the last burning ember of a, of a fire that was once quite bright. But you are the only burning ember left, and we want to take that and put it over here and have you start the new fire. And while he's going, Simon and Garfunkel are playing in the station at Cool, and it's at that part where Clancy's in his big speech, and he's one of those guys that actually did the speech, and he had his, his hands clasped together, and he's pacing, looking up at the ceiling as if he's being, you know, a divine intervention has touched him, and the words are coming from another. He's been amused, has him, in this beautiful speech he's giving. And the whole time in the background, you just hear, lie, lie, lie. 
And I started laughing, and he goes, what? And I'm like, it's just one of those life soundtrack moments. I said, Clancy, I'm going to stick to my guns. I don't accept your resignation. I'm not showing up tomorrow. <laughs> so I wrote another one. I resigned from resign. I resign again. I'm going to keep doing this until – and then this douchebag canceled my insurance like 10 minutes later. <laughs> and those moments are amazing when they happen. And that tool guy is telling that girl that she's – or that, you know, that Native American Hispanic girl to go back to China, which is hilarious because Erica in uh, Vegas when we were at Guns N' Roses, we had a debate on whether or not the people behind us were Native American or Chinese. And she's from the Philippines. So, I mean, she's got a foot in the door, I think. I didn't have a, a horse in the race. I couldn't tell. <laughs> but, yeah, I love life soundtrack moments where the music behind you is kind of that, wow. This is actually, this is like some sort of a, I mean, Brady would say it's God, but it's not. It's a radio. When you see it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's just and you're those, there. You, just those moments. You told like, me after that meeting. Uh, oh, I did. Yeah, I said, and then I'm like, well, you know, I had a. It was okay. There's times I saw some stuff, and then all of a sudden I got a call. Oh, the following week, hey, come on into my office. Yeah. I need to talk. Oh, to he's going to start. He's going to start breaking up the team. And he started telling me about oh. you know you know what John does. I'm like, wow, no, he didn't do that. Oh, he hated me. Like the second Fancy. I the second I cursed him, he started to badmouth me and tell people I was difficult. It, and it and, wasn't. It was terrible. I said it was a liberal cuck. He's the one writing all the letters. <laughs> you know, he's just a liberal cuck wants to tax you. So what, what, what station is this guy destroying Which nowadays? one? He's been to 40 stations since then. And, and uh, he is the reason why I have the attitude. To, one of the reasons I have the attitude towards radio I have is because the guys in the suits have all failed in 40 places and stand in front of you like some wild success. And you're looking like you can't keep a job. Like in any other industry, you would be a deadbeat. Somehow in radio, your 30 jobs has made you more powerful. And you're not quitting and advancing. You're getting fired, digging for a new gig, and getting it, and then feeling great about yourself. It's but if crazy. you didn't know him on the, you know, on the resume, he's like, yeah, Stern worked for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everything he'd tell you. Turned he, around this. His brother, around his that. brother played uh, semi-pro baseball and uh, AAA ball. He did. Well, he did too, but I mean, his brother, his brother actually went into the pros, but he's like, my brother and I were in this. And he used to always tell stories, and he told Brady one about how he gave uh, Bob Brenly on it. Tell your buddy Bob Brenly, see if he remembers when Clancy gave him the old hot foot in the dugout. And having a hot foot. Golden sombrero. You light a guy's shoe on fire, and he doesn't know it until it's too late. Hey, he had a golden sombrero. We gave him the hot foot in the day. It was pretty great. It was pretty, we, we pretty much controlled him. And Brady asked Brenly, Did you ever uh, know a guy named Clancy Woods? He gave you a hot foot? <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Brindley, Brindley, no, I don't know who that is. I never. He's just toying around with the ball. Gunny hands, gunny hands. And the reason he didn't make it into baseball is because his gunny hands kept getting in the way of throws to first. Because he'd pick up the ball and he'd gunny hand the guy he's going to throw it to. I was like, well, it's too late now. The guy outran your throw. Life soundtracks. Oh, that's my big one, though. The lie, the lie. The, and, I, and I never really knew that song's name or anything, but I looked into it immediately. Like, what was that little message from, from the world? 
The one time you believed in divine intervention. Oh, the one or- time I'm like, wow, that was like a sign. But it was something I was looking for. I, I, I'd have found anything. Had the music not been playing, I'd have found like a picture on a wall that said, get out. You know, I don't know. Just something would have revealed itself because I was looking for it. It was great. All oh, those moments are so amazing. And, and, and they're rare. And you have to pay attention. You have to be an observer to have those moments. But sometimes it's like, uh, you know. Uh, you, you, at a party once at Tony Roma's, my friend said that he was uh, going to do it with a girl, but uh, somebody was playing uh, like a rap song that was just all about uh, she's got all sorts of STDs. Like, and it just made him think. <laughs> it was like the song came on. It was like this, she's got bumps. She, I don't know what the rap song was, but he said, man, all the words in the song were warning me not to touch her because she's kind of a whore, but she was my whore that night. But the song made me not do anything, and I, I laughed hysterically. Life soundtrack. You got one going. Just keep those moments for you. Oh, great. I got another one. This one says, now nah, you went and did it, John. 20 years I've listened to you. All the bigotry, uh, seismic, and vulgarity. I don't know what that means. Oh, anti-Semitism, probably. But this is the last straw. Did you just say It's a Small World was a crappy ride? This, sir, makes you the leading asshole in the world. <laughs> Sincerely, the citizens of Rock Ridge. <laughs> that is the worst ride in Disney history. It's a small world. Look up. Next time you're at Disneyland. And you're in It's a Small World. Look up. It's it's a high school paneling ceiling. Oh, Have you ever noticed it? Yeah. No, I never did. It's, really? It's a drop ceiling. Yeah. It's they like, just can't let it go. Yeah, it's the worst. It looks like our old building in Guadalupe. You look up, you're like, <laughs> this is the, they have the little panels and the squares. Asbestos. I was just going to say that, yeah. yeah. And It's a Small World, all right. And half of them are dying of cancer because of this room. It is a dump. That When you just look around and don't look at the stuff, the distractions, you are in... Basically, a warehouse they turned into a small ride, and you look up and you're like, the ceilings aren't covered; they're just the drop ceiling. It's weird. It's where uh, Omicron came out of. Omicron. Uh, dear John, did you say there's no manly socialists? Uh, there's a manly socialist. Look right across from you. His name's Toledo. You may not like it, but that is peak cuck beta male performance of socialism. Oh, <laughs> All right, I'll take it. This one says, John, I'm never going to leave. I'm going to listen to you till the day I die, no matter what you say, because we live in America, and I value other people's opinions, even if they don't align with mine. That's a, that's a good one. I'll take that all day. And then Scott Haynes says, uh, I've tried to turn the station from your show for years and years, but I can't because every time I stop at there a stoplight, I get jumped and have to fight off being raped and murdered. That's <laughs> true. And when you're safely trying to change the station to a stoplight, one of those brown people pops out of the car and murders you. Is that your yeah, boy? That's our guy right there. Looks a little bit like uh, John List, a uh, noted uh, murderer who uh, was the – look up John List and remember that face. John List is uh, one of the first guys they ever caught on uh, America's Most Wanted. It. It's a great story of him killing his family and then moving to another city. And then 20 years later uh, – well, that's a bad hey. picture. The, 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 <laughs> the, uh, hey, that, that plastic bust looks the bust, just like him. The bust of John List. There it is. There's Clancy. <laughs> yeah. Looks just like him. And they used uh, that bust to say this is probably what he looks like 20 years later. And then they found him. He looked just like the bust. It's a great story. The John List murders are great. He killed his whole family and then moved away and changed everything. And then 20 years later, he was a pastor. He had a new family, a new wife and all that. And uh, they put it on America's Most Wanted. And the guy who did the bust, the forensic scientist, is like, I assume this is what he looks like now. And some lady watching goes, that's our pastor. Sure enough, it was yeah, him. That's crazy. It looks just like uh, my guy Clancy. 
And he didn't not like Clancy because he was one of the. He was just so energetic, but it was just such douchey, false energy. None of what he said happened. I mean, if you could imagine working on a construction site and your new, uh, you know, the superintendent comes out and goes, ah, "I'm a new superintendent." I'm like, "Oh yeah, like, where'd you work before?" I mean, I've had 25 other jobs. I've been fired from every single one of them. And uh, I'm going to be the project manager on this one. I'm getting a promotion. I'm like, how the hell did you do this? Well, Four I got of five my buildings have fallen down. Yeah, I used to work for Beezer Homes. They're out of business. I used to work <laughs> over there up. at uh, the Fulton, and then I moved on to uh, Acon, and I've worked for uh, all sorts of great big uh, companies, and Hunt Corporation, and all that. Built some so, condos in Florida. Yeah, really? Big, big tower there, you know. <laughs> but you might have heard of it. The, you'd hear the stories. <laughs> Remember the trade center? Yeah, I was in on the uh, construction and a little bit of the deconstruction. Yeah, I was all in on that. But if you had that guy, it's like, wait a minute, has anything you've done, like, why? Why aren't you still working for them? Well, you know, we moved on and uh, things didn't work. And then they changed names and they don't do construction anymore. But you'd hear some of that. Then all of a sudden, um, I'm on a client trip in Hawaii and we're taking yeah. 200 people. I mean, it was unbelievable. And the trip was just top notch. I mean, everything he's doing. Then then you're like, oh, okay, maybe. No, he's rubbing, maybe he does. He's rubbing a shine on something because yeah. he's got no skills. Right. And you, you don't you're know fooled. what's going on. You're being sold. Like, look, at so he was a what he was. Was a timeshare presentation of a human being. <laughs> he, he'd show up and be like, "This is amazing. This guy's amazing." And then you get to the the dirty brass tacks of it all, and and it's like you're nothing more than a filthy salesman. Like you're a horrible person. Like you just put on a show to sit back and and try to steal from me, and you're going to leave town after I give you my money. And that's exactly what he used to do. And I can critique his work as a human being. Fine, whatever. But I, I've never understood the radio or any industry where somebody's just constantly fired and then promoted. It is the, it is, we are the only business with ascension through failure is, uh, you can be a superman. You can, it's I better. Mean, it's better to be fired a lot because you match up with all the other guys. I don't get it. It's craziness. But it is kind of a weird business. I learned you- the term from you. And it's not a new term, but radio gypsy. Oh, yeah. Something I didn't want to be. And no. I, I'd always thought that that's how you had to do radio. That's why you're you taught by to, radio gypsy. You had to be a radio yeah. gypsy. You had to go to. You can't have a conversation with David Moore over there at Castle no. about him giving you 20 different cities he's lived in. No. <laughs> the guy's been all over the place. He's a good dude. We like David. But good, sweet Jesus. Thank God you chose radio because any but other industry, look at your resume, you've been fired more than anyone I've ever seen in my three life. Three years here, four years there, three years <laughs> it's here. It's insane. Yeah. Which is why everybody marvels at the fact that we've been here for 20 years. 20 years, it's a hell of a run. I mean, you're supposed to have a job for 20 years. You're supposed to do a job for a long time and keep it. That's the goal. Yeah, but in this industry, no. You just don't. You're just trying not to be the biggest idiot in the room. Well, that's where you've gone uh, the opposite way. That's exactly right. Isn't it amazing that I'm not the biggest idiot in the room in radio? Come on. If you, just, if you knew what I did with my belly button, you would probably fire me. <laughs> The stuff that comes out of me and I let it rest on my body. <laughs> I have no ability to run anything. I shouldn't be the CEO of anything. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But here we are. And looking at Brady liked Clancy. Clancy promised Brady a new car and he's still waiting. So <laughs> you don't want to say one day. Too, but one of these one days day. he'll show up. You'll we'll run into him again. You know what, you guys, I know you've done well, but I've got big plans for you. Now I'm running a small little group of stations down there in Tallahassee right now. But when I get on my feet again, and his house was spectacular. I mean, you, oh, yeah. It was a belief. You were a believer. You showed up as a believer. So it was a smoke show. Smoke show. 100% smoke show. And I don't know what he's got, but he's still working. Still working. Which tells me 
I can't There's find not it. a lot Good underneath. Sales. It. Yeah. Oh, he. Oh. If snowballs you're on the to Eskimos. Side of it. Snowballs to Eskimos. He can make it happen. Oh yeah. But he. What you didn't realize is while everything's going great. Uh, you know, you're getting Ponzi scheme. There's nothing underneath this thing. All the money that's being spent ain't coming back. So you're going to run high for a little bit. But you're well, I lose guess, you know, and I was that. on the other side because, you know, I'm at the time, I'm commission. Yeah. So it's like you're not. You're you, thrilled. The station could spend whatever they want. Yeah, but it's going to die. Yep. And you start living at that. That's holy what you cow. don't realize. Yeah, they, holy like, cow, the lifestyle I've now created for myself is going to go back to about 35 grand a year in less than eight months. Because it's going to collapse, and there's no saving it. You built that big cavern, and then we all fell in it. It was great. Wasn't he at ZZP years oh, ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Years threw ago. the moon with him, and then he left. He turned it into variety. and it, That's like, right. It turned into some monster for like six months, and he's like, well, that's it for me, folks. You guys, here you go. Here's all the tools you need. And he like, ascended. He became, he, like ascended. A, he became like a superstar. <laughs> Spent all their money and left. He's, John, I, I he's work, not the only one. I'm, I'm using him no. as an example. Oh, yeah. It's all over this industry. It's gross. John, I work in civil service. The city of Phoenix also has ascension through failure all over the place. Check it's with crazy. Winston. He knows. Is it? Yeah, Winston works down there. Is it every business? I've only known this one. The ascension through know. failure. I can't failure. imagine it's every business. Me neither. Like my dad's company, everyone that he worked with, and it was a big company, Like got like 25, 30 years in. You know, they all ascended through working at that place. Like they and all some businesses the, like to do, they, they want to, if they're going to uh, ascend people, they want to do it in-house. Sure, but. And but there's plenty of people that say, well, this we guy. We don't got have it. it. We just don't have it. Like, you, it's rare to have a guy say, well, I've been the, the VP for this for 35 years. John, like, in the military, cow. we call it F up, move up. Yeah, it's everywhere then. And, it's, and, it's, and everything you think is unique to you is not. It's pretty much all of it. F up and move up is the military. That's, that's kind of, that's it. I call it ascension through failure. I like F up, move up better. Oh, and also John, Small World is uh, closing for good in January. It is? Because of asbestos? I, I did not know that. The asbestos? What are they going to turn it into? That's what I was it's wondering. a violent, scary world. <laughs> they should just have race riots and... Yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, Brady calls uh, what Clancy used to do with finger guns and switch to thumb guns uh, it's Brady CrossFit <laughs> that's a good that's Brady's cross. hey everybody buy my new tapes uh, we got a busy day today we've got uh, a busy night actually we're heading over to Four Peaks tonight 6 to 8 o'clock we're going to get rid of Holmberg Bound it's out today they're going to bring some by Rockies coming by later right. today bring some of that delightful Red IPA, known as Holmberg Bound, from our friends at Four Peaks. We're uh, doing the release tonight at 6 o'clock, the Tempe location. Uh, we'll start it up. We always say 6 to 8, but we always end up lingering a little bit, hanging around, uh, guzzling that delicious brew. Warnings for everybody. Uh, Brady only hugs good-looking people, so it's a litmus I, test. i got to witness this. I haven't. We're making him aware of it. You so won't we... see Jack squat tonight. But <laughs> with Omicron. We don't know if Brady is uh, going to still hug you. If you're hot enough, he'll hug you, though. And if you're a hot girl that wants a hug from Brady, and this will this will be awesome because it'll let every because Brady's going to do the fist bump with all the ladies tonight because we're, we're but I want a really smoking hot girl to show up and go, I demand a hug. <laughs> okay, and Brady will do it, <laughs> and then all the other girls will go, oh, we're all pigs in Brady's eyes. Brady is the <laughs> test market for whether or not you're edible. Are you flaming Hot Cheetos or are you a bowl of broccoli? That's basically what it is. Which one would he prefer? You know. flaming Hot Cheetos. 
That girl that looked like Olivia Jade last time we were there that got that puppy. Yeah. Yeah. I want her to come up and say, I want to hug. And have you go, I can't hug you because of Omicron. <laughs> but I'm going to. Yeah, it's Omicron party tonight. We don't care. 50 different mutations in the Omicron now. I just read that. It was 20 yesterday. Now it's 50. And basically, they're saying, go ahead. Uh, keep talking about how it won't kill you. It won't make you sick or anything else. Uh, and don't worry about it because the next one will have 100. And then the one after that will have 200. It's just going to keep mutating. So the more it mutates, the longer we deal with it. That's my only beef for this whole thing. The more it mutates, the longer we deal with it. There was a flood and it's a small world? Isn't it flooded? In Disneyland? It's hmm. a water ride, right? Somebody just left the hose on? I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> there's no, there's no, not one of those bathtub upper drains. <laughs> yeah, you think, yeah, yeah the thing of can't go over drain. the top without yeah. like high pressure. Oh, man, I was swimming across that yeah. thing and it just, it, it <laughs> started overflowing. I know, Smeal, I was trying to get to America and it's a small world. <laughs> the little puppets are drowning. <laughs> it happened in the uh, area when it's going through Thailand. And, uh, oh. Es no bueno, es no bueno. <laughs> They're just cruising next to the boat. Well, this is no good. Typhoon. But the help, help. <laughs> yeah, look at them little brown people. No, no, Taiwanese drowning. Indian looking people. I don't know what he is. Go back to China. Chinaman. <laughs> An Oriental just went to floating by us. <laughs> but uh, you grab help. I'm nurse. I'm nurse. I wonder if that would happen. That's what they should do is have it in areas that these are, you know, like you go through uh, Pompeii in that area. you got, got to go through a volcano. Yeah, you have to actually earthquakes. fight the Earth's power. Southside Tornado Chicago, Alley. Jucking Jus- bullets. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's the small world. <laughs> go socks. Compton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, we're down here. We just passed the United Center. Was that Trey? <laughs> I don't want to go by the United Center. Oh, good. We're on uh, 19th Avenue and University. Isn't it good to see white people? Oh, what's <laughs> happening? Small world sucks. Anyway, tonight we'll have a diverse small world. All people are all are welcome. Come down to Four Peaks from 6 to 8. We'll get the Holmberg bound out. And it's all for the Humane Society, which uh, tomorrow begins the 12 Days of Strays. Then you can take a look at our uh, uh, website at 98kpd.com, and you can see I went out there and hung out with a bunch. I'm doing more tomorrow. We're going to focus on 12 dogs that have been in the Humane Society for a while. Their stories are strange because the owners have dropped them off. Uh, One is from Hurricane Ida. Another had its uh, owners die. Um, uh, One couldn't uh, be in the house anymore because it's a big German shepherd because, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, the people lost their jobs and couldn't keep the dog. And it was miserable for them, but they're partying. And these dogs are – like a lot of them are just – Super house dogs that just don't have a home to go to. So 12 Days of Strays is amazing. We were going to do it with people, 12 orphans giveaway for the holidays, but uh, there was zero interest. <laughs> dogs go a lot faster. Uh, we should have 12 Chinese babies for gays for the holidays, and then <laughs> just mop them right up. What's that one? That's who's coming tonight. The Great Pyrenees will be there tonight. If you've never Ooh. seen a Great Pyrenees, uh, that's for the Humane Society. Wow. The Great Pyrenees. I don't even know how Great Pyrenees is in the Humane Society. Like a lot of the times, it's like uh, you know, majority of them are Chihuahuas, pit bulls, mixed dog, you know, yeah. some drops. This this Great Pyrenees is like you know one, the story. Uh-uh, I don't know it. Oh, I don't want to know. So it. the emergency animal medical technicians uh, rescued him uh, from the back of a pickup truck headed to Guatemala. Oh, that's right. I along with that. two other Great Pyrenees yeah. and a German Shepherd. I, I don't know what they were doing with them down. They were heading down. I think uh, I think the German. There's another German Shepherd that I was messing around with there on Monday that. Uh, 
that was part of that package. But she said, I'm bringing the Great Pyrenees. That Great Pyrenees, they are, my neighbor had one of those. Talk about white privilege. Oh, man. That, <laughs> if you're a white person who wants on, lily man. white pets, they're beautiful. There's tonight. maintenance. So you gotta, soft and fluffy. Oh, man, and the sweetest, like the best, um, like their demeanor is incredible. They're kind of babies. Yeah. They, they act, but they're, I mean, my neighbors at uh, my old house had a Great Pyrenees across the street. And that thing just a hulking mass, 130, 40 pounds. And just stood in the front yard majestic. And you walk up to him and look at you like, meh. Like, he's like a little brat. But they were the funniest, sweetest dogs. So we got one of those coming tonight. That's going to be brutal. Oh, I'm not going to let Medea come no. tonight. Because she'll be, oh, you, you'll, yeah. be adopting a dog Trust right there. Me. Yeah, well, somebody's going to get this one because they're, they're, that thing's stunning. And so, yeah, we'll have a couple dogs out there. And we've never not had uh, an adoption. Like all the dogs that have been. Holmberg, the dog uh, that uh, Ebeth and uh, her husband have, uh, they email me every Thursday a picture of him. They named him Holmberg. Uh, got it at one of these events. We've adopted every dog out that's ever come out to one of these things. Rocky from Four Peaks has two of them, and they're beautiful. He got the puppies, they he? get the puppies, and they turned into big, massive, like <laughs> yep. half St. Bernard things. They're gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, we'll have them out there tonight. Not no pressure. You don't have to, but if if the you know come if it on. strikes, there's a little you pressure. Put the spirit moves you. Year. I was oh, just yeah. gonna say, every year you put uh, look, I put, I'm not putting any pressure on anyone. All I'm saying is the pressure that you feel is nothing compared to what that dog's gonna feel when that needle slides into its paw and they yeah, euthanize yeah. it because yep. it's been too long. So if you guys can live with that, that beautiful beast called the Great Pyrenees that sits there and just needs a home. If you're like ah mm, nah, too much pressure. Uh, just imagine the pressure he'll feel, that little pinch and cold feeling, and that needle goes right into that vein and starts shooting all that stuff in there to stop his heart. Now, that's real pressure. That, talk about living under pressure. He's got to go back to a kennel and wait for the governor to call. Thanks, On the Clancy. governor. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Finger gun. Selling us on this. Great Pyrenees are the best. So tonight we're very excited about it. Uh, some of the rules that we have, though, the Brady hug. Demand, ladies, I demand all of you tell Brady, if you don't hug me, I'm going to tell everybody that you, th- that you called me ugly. And so every woman, go up and hug Brady. Uh, he'll be uncomfortable with it, but for sure, more contact and make Brady comfortable with hugging you, even if you're a large and The bigger, the better. Brady's never put his arms all the way around a big lady. He's going to have to. Sure have. No, you have not. Never. A lot. Nah, I don't think that's true. I've seen it. I've known you for a long time. I've never seen a large one with Brady arms around it. I've seen you push one out of the way to hug a skinny one. That's the closest, <laughs> yeah. that's the closest I've ever seen contact with you in a large one. This email actually has the uh, finger guns emoji. Oh, it does? It says, hey, John, I hear you got a job opening. Where do I send my resume? Oh, you could take Clancy. Randall's job. <laughs> he'd do it. And he'd wear a suit. And Tony Delgado said the same thing. Clancy's coming to replace Randall. <laughs> We'd be out of money in a week. Brutal, but yeah, tonight. And then also, uh, again, we have to remind you of the rule: don't be that guy. Say Brady's chatting with somebody. Oh, right. And then somebody come, and then somebody's standing. What are our code words? Somebody's. Uh, we, uh, I don't know. We need a code word. We do. We need a. We got the. Well, we got the. Uh, oh, that's the, what it is. The really, yeah, the bringing the. Well, really he does yeah. the really, but that's between us. Yeah. Like we need a code word for the guy. So let's say Brady's chatting with somebody, and they're having a nice conversation. And then you, as the person chatting with Brady, notice that there's somebody that's standing next to Brady that wants to say hi to. Don't monopolize Brady's time. It makes Brady turn in like he's going to look like an ass if he doesn't chat with the other person. And if you're the only person he talks to all night long, then that's it. And if Brady then goes, well, hey, thanks for coming, that's it. Interaction over. When Brady turns to the next person, you go about your business. Don't follow Brady around. Don't start talking to Brady and the new person. That's it. 
When Bernie goes, hey, thanks for coming here tonight, Chief. Good to see you. When he, once you hear the word Chief. Hey, boss, can I get a picture? <laughs> once you hear the word Chief, from, that's the code. When Brady says Chief, your contact with Brady is over. That's it. So, Brady, that's your code word. Hey, Chief, it's been a nice time. I got a lot of folks to talk to. That's it. You're done talking to Brady tonight. You're right. done. That's Chief. it. Chief, that's is, Chief the, uh... is Brady's code. All right. That's it. Toledo, you don't have to worry about it. Mine when Brett, no, yeah, don't worry about it. No, people are just going to come and go, you know what? F- you cuck. <laughs> Thanks for coming. No, but, you know, you have to learn the, because there are people there that clingers that will be like, and we'll say it. Brett, Brett, if you see Brett look at me and do the relief thing that a pitching coach does, and I go to the bullpen, if he's touching his left arm with his right arm, with his, that means he's asking me, do you want help? To get out of this situation because he's noticed that you've hung around too long. It's social cues. We have to have oh, yeah. social cues. It's very difficult for Brady to tell you to F yourself. <laughs> and he wants to. Chick. Can't do it. Unless, unless, unless you're a big fat lady. Yeah. He'll do it in a heartbeat with his eyes. He does it with his eyes. It's amazing. It's so fast. And it's immediate. Like, ugh. Oh, God. Thanks for coming, chief. Oof. But that's true. He'll hug you tonight because he has to. It's I'll have to chief some ladies. You got to chief a couple broads. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, and it's in. We're in an awkward position where, uh, you know, you, know, you have to. You know, we're like politicians tonight. You have to kind of work the crowd. You're around. You know, it's not to say that everybody's going to want to chat with us, but the people that do, uh, we want to be nice to you, and we want to get through that. We, but also for our own sanity, we don't need somebody just. Hanging around. And if you ever reach up and grab Brady by the shoulder to turn him towards you, you are doing something awful. Don't touch the Brady. (laughs) Brady's a big zoo guy. These are the rules tonight. It's like being in the pit. Flippers up. This is different. We're at the thing. We're having a nice time. Let Brady maneuver through the crowd like food through his large intestine. Just walk through unimpeded by anything else, it's going to come out the other end. At 8 o'clock, he'll be gone. You'll get your time. Big girls, sit and chat with Brady for as long as he'll do it with you, but it isn't going to be long. Get your hug and get out Hug of the it. chief. Hug the chief and get out <laughs> of it. But once you hear the word chief from Brady, it's over. Your interaction with Brady has come to an end. Close talking in the day and age of Omicron is out. I will, however... Bluntly tell you, you are far too close to me. That's enough. And I won't make contact with you because that's just wrong, but I wouldn't put my hand up like a supreme and tell you the stop in the name of love dance move is just about to happen. <laughs> Keep your distance. A lot of you spit when you talk. You going to bring your stick again? I had my six-foot stick last year, and that thing backfired. I almost put people's eyes out. They were uh, totally disrespectful of the fact that I'm hitting them with a stick. <laughs> it's retractable. <laughs> and they'd walk it in. I'm like, guys. It's, you're not supposed – it's not a challenge. Dude, you can't get a retract. You need a branch. I'm like, I don't need anything if you stay away from me. We can hear you. Most people are pretty great, but there are – I would say 90% of people are good. The 10% are crazy. And if you're thinking, geez, why is he being such a dick about it? You're that guy. Normal people are like, God, I know. He's right. It's annoying when people – if you're the guy who's like, geez, Holmberg, if you don't want anybody to talk to you, then just don't go. You're the guy I'm talking about. If you're worried that these rules apply to you and you're going to bother Brady or spin him by the shoulder or you're going to go over to Brett. And Brett likes presents. That's one thing we've learned about Brett. Lots of ragu. 
Oh, uh, bring, stop. Him, bring him some of Man, that. Man, he can't get Oh, my God. If, he, if you bring Ragu to Brett, he'll buy you a beer. I got the Mario Kart uh, <laughs> yeah, those Hot Wheels good. last year. That was pretty <laughs> awesome. Anything. Like a fake autograph uh, you know, poster of Goodfellas. He'll oh, take man. it. I'll take that. Even if it's autographed by you. <laughs> but again, anybody worried that, you know, what I've learned just in the last couple months, the Mexican uncle, the T.O. handshake, they call it, where Mexican uncles with a couple of pops in them, do not let you go. They hold your arm. And your, Pat McMahon did that. Pat McMahon, like the joke with Pat McMahon always was, the legendary Pat McMahon, is that when he's telling you a story, he holds on to your arm. And Until was, the story's finished? Well, he just grabs you for some reason. He, You know, when I was in Iowa as a young boy, I dreamt of being a priest. But since I've never grown past the size of a 12-year-old, I would have just molested myself the entire time. So I stopped the idea of priesthood. But he holds you the whole time. And the joke is that his stories are so boring and long that he has to hang on to you or you'll leave. <laughs> don't do that yeah, no no none of that so if you're one of those people that thinks man effing rules about hanging out with you yeah it's everybody by the way it's not just us nobody wants you close to them no and if again if you're like geez dick it's you you need to reassess how you're doing this if brady chiefs you tonight you went way past the line it's true because brady's gonna have a hard time chiefing people now that he knows that's the word that gets rid of him because he's kind, and he doesn't want people thinking he's a dick. I don't want to have to say chief. But I'll tell I? you this. At 8.01, Brady has no problem letting everyone know he has no time for you. Oh, he's got his track You're shoes all on. He's have, on the starting you have no, Like Boba Fett has less cool escapes than Brady. <laughs> Where'd he go? Speaking of, there is no reason at all for my neighbors to have what they have in their front yard, which is Santa Claus and Boba Fett inflatables. <laughs> the weirdest things like the star wars christmas is down the road for me but it's a mix i know it's the strangest mix that's the one that i have saying go one way or the other well i don't even know why you'd have boba fett inflatable (laughs) christmas that you even purchased like you'd have a better house if you made better choices like i think like i'm it's down the road for me a ways and i'm driving by and i see boba fett in the front yard standing next to santa they're not doing anything they're just like a lineup (laughs) just standing in boba fett and boba fett's got like a cap on like a christmas like who even made that that, that is a specific target audience you're going, i got to get to Boba Fett Santa. And he's got a bag over his shoulder. Just Boba Fett helping Santa out in the inflatable front yard. And then in the daytime, you drive by, and it's two sad, just, deflated Santas and Boba like it's Fett. it's littered. <laughs> it just, just looks like garbage in your front yard. But I'm like, that's an interesting decision. There's a guy in Goodyear, I got a picture yesterday, who has every Simpsons character ever. Ever. Inflatable? Nope. Uh... Wooden cutouts and painted, and wow. they're spectacular. And there's got to be 120 of them. And I'm, we're talking like all the characters. Like it's got the guy, the, the one that is never allowed to be aired again, where they had Michael Jackson, the guy, the insane asylum where the dude who thought he was Michael Jackson was actually Michael Jackson. The, the rumor is it was actually voiced by Michael Jackson, but nobody knows for sure. And, uh, you know, it, but he's got one of those in the front yard. Like, they're, they're not even allowed to show that anymore because Michael Jackson raped kids. So the, the Simpsons people said, we'll never air that again. Plus, it's a little insensitive towards uh, mental people. <laughs> I don't know what they did, but they, you're, it's in his front yard. Hundreds. I have a picture. Somebody sent me. I'll get it up. It's amazing. But it's also a humongous waste of money. And it's a little busy. Like, a hundred and I guess 150 characters. 
in this dude's front yard. And it's not a huge front yard. He doesn't have a lot of room for it. It's just a pile of Simpsons wood. And, and I'm looking at his house, and it's probably about a 1,500-square-foot basic house. Like, where do you keep all this? Where does this go? In the, when you don't have Christmas going Storage. on. Storage. Is it? They probably. You spend money their, every they, month of the year? They'll do it. Man. I would hate to be that guy's financial advice. You know, he could get you in a better house if, uh, if you parted with the $150 a month storage fee that you've got for your Simpsons Christmas. <laughs> nope. I don't think this is big enough. but Not even close. Here, I'll see if I can get it. It's, it's ridiculous. It's amazing. I'm, I'm blown away by the whole thing, but it's, it's a lot. And I'm like, all I said was, there's a reason you're living in Goodyear. Spend too much money on these Simpsons boxes. Look at this. I mean, it is butt up against the, uh, the neighbor's yard. It's incredible. I've never wow, seen, and it's yeah. not like a huge yard, but no. it is packed. It is, it's it, a small world yard. Every square inch except the driveway is covered in Simpsons wooden people. It's amazing. And there's lights and a, and a crusty Burger tower, and it's pretty amazing. I, I, wow. I scoured. I sent it to Marcus May. I'm like, are they missing anybody? He goes, nope. I think they, they, might, covered be, it. they might be missing a few chromosomes, but they are certainly not missing any Simpsons. Stuff. Pretty awesome. He's a superhero character. Uh, that was from a, I think that was from a Halloween episode. I don't remember though. That was, oh, oh, that was when, uh, Homer was, that wasn't Nuclear Boy or Fallout Boy. And then he was something else. I, I can't remember the name of it. Marcus will know. Marcus will tell you. Marcus will tell me. I forgot. It's when Homer the Encyclopedia was of the Simpsons. Damn it. And I know the episode. I just can't remember. He'll text. Don't worry. It'll probably pop up in a second. Anyway. But Boba Fett and Santa Claus made me giggle. So thanks to, thanks to you for that. I laughed pretty hysterically at you know what's missing from this Santa Claus uh, scene? Yeah, I would like to see Jesus in the manger in Boba Fett. That would be something I'd like to drive by. And how come there's no inflatable like like manger scenes? There, oh, there is. There are oh, inflatable yeah. nativities? Yeah, absolutely. Are there really? Yes. I have not seen one. I've only seen like the weird plastic Roughly ones. convenient. Or, yeah, I've yeah, seen those, yeah. To blow up Jesus and Mary and Joseph and <laughs> yeah. the wise men and the, the goats and camels and donkeys and stuff too. Inflatable? Hear, uh, I've not seen an inflatable. My neighbor has the... Not the inflatable one, but the giant plastic ones. Yeah. And you can hear it at least a couple of houses when fa- one falls, like the wind. Oh, when Jesus takes a beating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I looked, and Jesus was uh, a good three feet out of the Oh, manger. no. He blew down he the blew road. out in the yard. Somebody go collect Jesus. God damn it. Who didn't stake down Jesus? Oh, man. Yeah, oh, and that would be the – well, yeah. That's maybe, <laughs> well, maybe. That's later. Maybe that's what the Jews were doing. <laughs> Maybe they were just keeping so it. He's going to blow away. It was very slight. That's okay. That's the worst manger ever. That's the inflatable thing. Okay, that's, that's one. That's one version. That is pathetic. It's a lamb and a, a donkey. That is donkey from Shrek too. Well, she she did travel. That's a pretty baby there. Oh, and a couple mules. You're in the wrong thing, you stupid donkey. I don't know Shrek. It seemed like that was pretty enlightened. <laughs> got the North Star. Yeah, it's got it's the got Star. It, got all the boxes checked. Yeah. It's got Joseph holding the baby going, who's is this Except I've not the, nailed you. <laughs> the three wise men are supposed to be in there. Well, they're coming. Oh, okay. That's later. That's they're, an added on. They're, do, they're in the wrapping room. That's not, an extra feature? Yeah. Not the, <laughs> but the, they're wrapping the right. gifts. <laughs> anyway, the inflatable Boba Fett standing next to that would have been, I pulled over and laughed for a half hour. Because, you know. He's out there in space, 
If there's only one God, Big he, time. he made Boba there's Fett. There's a jolly one. Oh, that's just fat people. <laughs> when Jesus is overeating in that one, how big is that so inflatable is baby? Yeah. Good and, God. And they've tied him down. Oh, yeah, they have yeah. to. Pretty. Again, like we said, Jesus needed to be in a secure location at all times of his life, and they made sure of it a couple of times. Some straps as a baby and some nails as a grown-up. <laughs> that's the worst one. That's a well-fed Mary. Of course, she just had a baby, so. Where's the blood? Oh. She had a change of clothes. Immaculate indeed. Yeah, they need to get on the RM3. <laughs> yeah, we need to deflate them a little. I don't think you should inflate them all so much. Talk about people with crazy stuff. Here, uh, our listener Michael Higgins just sent his picture over his yard. Look at that. That's his Talk about yard. Inflatables. Oh my god, that Santa's thirty feet tall. Yeah, that's insane. Got a bumble, giant Rudolph. That's pretty good. That's Christmas heaven. Uh, the Griswold's car. Wow. Nice. I think that's Cousin Eddie's uh, RV. RV. Yeah. Those are the biggest inflatables I've ever seen. That Santa's huge. It's yeah. taller than the house. Yeah. So is the other thing. That nutcracker's yeah, bigger than the now. Santa. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Where's Boba Fett, though? He needs to <laughs> get the He might be there. He's in there, he he he's in there somewhere. probably floating around above it. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats over there? Right, wake Bird. Up Song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Speaking of Christmas, you're looking for that present for your loved one? Yeah, head on over to Action Ride Shop. They got all the bikes. They got all the snow gear you're going to need. Plus, they still have the five-alarm coffee there. So keep keep warm this winter. ActionRideShop.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and all the other fun stuff. Uh, Volbeat making the list. Still counting. Uh, for all the assholes in the room. Oh, yeah. Uh, Motorhead, Metallica, Mastodon, Five Finger, Avatar. I want to hear that uh, clutch. Grandson and uh, Tom Morello song all the way through. I didn't get it yesterday. It just dawned on me that I didn't even do oh, okay. it. I downloaded it and I didn't listen to it. It's not on the list, but we, we can change it. They might be giants. Your racist friend for your buddy that was calling, me, calling you the other day. <laughs> your racist friend is a yeah. great song, too. Jeez <laughs> um, Louise. I don't care, Brett. Pick one. That's your job today. Uh, uh, you know, let's do Clutch. Some guy's been. I had a couple people hit me up All for right. Clutch. Clutch is good. Electric Worry. Electric Worry it is. All right, Clutch it is. There you go. That'll be our wake-up song. By the way, I just got breaking news. Four people are injured. World War II. Oh, yeah, the World War II bomb that blew up in Munich or a train station. What? Yeah, has it been there since World War II, or did somebody find it and then throw it at a train? That's what I'm looking, I think. Oh, 2,000 tons of live bombs and munitions are discovered each year in Germany. So does this mean if enough of these go off that uh, the war's results change a little bit? Kind of like uh, with the... Yeah, we skewed the results. Kind of like counting the votes again for an election. I know it's 70 years later, but we win! We're back! I suppose we could do something about that. Uh, somebody said that as a... Uh, oh, here it is. Emails are flying. As a fellow gay, white, Jewish, male, liberal cuck with conservative values, I demand answers. Rittenhouse, Smollett, where's the Ghislaine Maxwell coverage? It's an excellent point. Yeah, very it's good hard point. to find. Because that started already. It's already started. The Ghislaine, uh, Ghislaine, that's just a tough name. Maxwell. Uh, yeah, that whole thing's going off. And uh, they're doing all sorts 700 of- extra flights. The list of people. they didn't know about. Trump. Clinton multiple times. They had uh, all these like big names that are on this thing to go to Lolita Island and be on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, which we knew about, but now it's confirmed in a courtroom. Everybody's like, "Oh, that was just you know hearsay." And uh, uh-uh. uh, now there's flight logs that if if look if they're in court, 
It's supposed to be true, so it's official record now. And that- she's looking at you know up to eighty years. And her point is, look, I I hung out with the guy. No, she did more. Than I know, that. but that's oh, yeah. her. Case, she's well, like, depends. I didn't coordinate the flights and I don't and have these gatherings together. But they're like, mm, what about the, you know, how is she alive? The women, how is she alive? Yeah, she won't be because I don't think so either. No, but we got it to court, which is impressive. I don't imagine that she's going to make it through this because you start getting Clinton, Trump, and uh, other like dignitaries, and you got. Uh, that whole, that prince over there in England that did that terrible interview that made it royalty. Look worse. You got we got royalty. You got uh, who knows from other countries we don't pay attention right. to, uh, and all the stuff that was going on there. Uh, being on his plane and heading to his island, and that one guy that said I walked up that one day and Bill young, Gates, that young I mean, topless girl that was standing there chatting with Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton, and the guy said uh, he was told not to say a word about anything that happened out there, but they weren't doing anything with her. She was just nearby. But there's Bill and. He's on Lolita Island. He's denied being there. So if they can get in the plane records of where that plane was going, and he's been on that Lolita Express, which was its nickname. And Donald Trump's famous thing when they're talking about Jeffrey Epstein, he's standing, you know, he's very good, got a lot of ladies around him, very young, very young girls. It's like, uh, oh, no, Trump just gave the game away. They play that clip all the time. But she definitely helped him. And, you know, she can He was a scout. For the Victoria's Secret and oh, for yeah, Les sure. Wexner. Uh, yeah, mean, he oh, was a model scout. Wexner was the dude who started Victoria's Secret, right? And then he bilked Wexner well, for... Gave uh, him all that money, too. Like he, he hooked him up and then took it all out. There was yeah. a ton of stories with Epstein. But it's, beyond all that, who cares about the money? Like the power plays of who was involved in this and who knew what. Just Lane Maxwell can sit and say, I just knew the guy all she wants. She lived with him. That's her, that's her, that's her defense. Your defense like, is, look... Uh, look I'm just a personal buddy. I mean, a little more than personal. My buddy. defense would be I didn't know him at all. Yeah. If I'm going to go to that, because the second you say I knew him and I was around him all the time, you know more than you should. Yikes. Yeah, that's guilt by association. So that trial is, I want that on TV every single day, and I don't even know where to look. I have to seek it. Yeah, I was looking yesterday, and I saw that the list, the plane, and it's now in court records and stuff, that it's, these are the people that were on the list. 700. It's crazy. No, he had a lot of friends. And then that house in New York that he had that was full of cameras and paintings of people that he kind of just threw an elbow into, like uh, the, the famous one of Bill Clinton in the dress. Yeah. And they had painting them. It was just basically saying, I kind of own you. I can do whatever I want. I'm not going to be too respectful to the idea. It's pretty great. But that's going to be a great movie someday. Hopefully we're alive to see it because it's going to be a long time before anybody allows it. But She's going to be wound up being found hung in her exactly. cell or something. Same as Jeffrey. Yep. yep. Yep, the dude that we needed to talk to the most somehow hung himself where mm-hmm. there was zero security around. Come on, please. It's a murder up and down. Uh, all right, let's do it. It's clutch, electric worry. Yeah, pay attention to that thing. That's going to be great Christmas fodder coming up on the holidays with that. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.